This is a Drama Merchant Audio production. Please note, the show you're about to hear is for mature audiences, as it contains violence, strong coarse and offensive language, ableism, anti-Semitism, adult themes, murder, suicide, police brutality, torture, child abuse, and loud noises. Doesn't that perk your curiosity? Hello, and welcome to Is It My Cup of Tea? I am your host, Nathan Schultz, and this show is aimed to bring you information about the creative projects happening in the local community and independent theatre scene, along with reviews, opinions and discussions about films, streaming, music, podcasts and other forms of creativity along the way. I will also bring you information about anything I produce, as the drama merchant, to see if it's your cup of tea. In this episode, I'll be bringing you some information about Good Time Theatrics' latest production, The Pillow Man, by Martin McDonough. In 2021, I got the chance to see Good Time Theatrics' haunting vision of what happens when you lack education, respect and understanding of mental health in the Australian adaptation of Spring Awakening known simply as Awakening. And I'm excited to see what they have planned for a play which has been sitting on my to-do shelf ever since it was passed on to me by a friend. If dark comedies like In Bruges and Birdman, or dramas like Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri and The Shape of Water are your cup of tea, then Martin McDonough's critically lauded black comedy, with elements of horror, The Pillow Man, will be the perfect blend you're looking for. The Pillow Man received its first public reading at the Finnborough Theatre, London, in 1995, followed by a public reading of the final and completed play in 1998. The play had its world premiere on the 13th of November 2003 at the Royal National Theatre and starred David Tennant and Jim Broadbent. It also opened on Broadway on the 10th of April 2005 at Booth Theatre with Billy Crudup and Jeff Goldblum. And the Melbourne Theatre Company had a season in 2007 that starred Joel Edgerton and Kim Gnell. The play stemmed in part from McDonough's experience composing fairy tales with names such as The Chair and the Wolf Boy, The Shortfellow and the Strange Frog, and The Violin and the Drunken Angel. In attempting to rewrite fairy tales Martin remembered from his childhood, he realised that there's something dark about them that doesn't quite come through. The Pillow Man is set in an interrogation room in an unnamed totalitarian dictatorship. Katerian Katerian, a writer, is being interrogated by two detectives. Next door, Katerian's mentally disabled brother, Michael, waits. The detectives want to know why Katerian's stories feature gruesome plots about child murder and torture, and in particular, why they seem to mirror a string of recent child murders in the area. Can stories hold the power to cause atrocities? Where is the line between truth and fairy tale? Is a life of horror worth living at all? Drawing on inspiration as diverse as Grimm's fairy tales, The Pillow Man poses these unanswerable questions and Good Time Theatrics is attempting to produce the show like you've never seen it before. I got the chance to speak to Sophie Wicks and Hannah Boyd, members of the team of Good Time Theatrics, and here's what director Sophie had to say about her creative spin on the show. Well, we have an entirely female and non-binary creative team and cast. 
which if you know anything about the play, it's written for a cast of male characters and I think this is going to bring a really interesting dynamic that Brisbane hasn't seen before. So I will be playing Katurian, mm -hmm. Hannah will be playing Ariel, then we have Jordan Riley as Topolsky and Grace Lofting as Michael. And then we have a beautiful ensemble of physical theatre actors who will be embodying the stories within the text. So they are Bella Schwarzenegger and Brittany Hetherington. Cool. Yeah, and we have a really great creative team as well. Um, Ella Dixon, our production designer, has really put a lot of detail into creating creating this futuristic, dystopian world that we've had the characters inhabit. Our conversation about the show certainly perked my interest in how they were bringing their concept of the Pillar Man to life. I asked how the ensemble aspect will work in the show, and here's what Sophie and Hannah had to say. We have a story world, and we have the world of the interrogation room. And that story world is kind of a separate space that then bleeds into the main world of the play at different points. Um, and our ensemble will be using different theatrical conventions to represent the stories. We have some puppetry and also some more choreographed movement pieces. Yeah, and as the story progresses, the story world kind of bleeds into the real world as you get this sort of, like the line between the, real, the two worlds gets quite blurry and we have more interaction with the story world interacting with the real world. In gender swapping the characters from male to female, Sophie and Hannah had this to say. I did my honours thesis last year um, about violence and dark comedy and the way that it has been viewed in a very masculine way throughout theatrical history. Yep. Um, you look at early modern plays and even Greek tragedies, women like Medea who do horrific violent things are like transgressing against patriarchal mm -hmm. ideas um, and I really wanted to do a play like this with women at the centre. It's been really interesting in the in the rehearsal room to create a version of violence that feels feminine mm -hmm. rather than masculine. Our sort of main, the main thing we've been trying to achieve is to take the inherent masculinity from the play and try and find a way to feminize it. That's been really fun to play with in the rehearsal room and to play with cruelty that is maybe more subtle than it would be if it was a man executing it. Because mm -hmm. yeah, men and women, like, the way the cruelty manifests is quite different. Mm -hmm. So I think playing with that and it's been really interesting to see, even though this script is very masculine, how it actually does fit very well. As soon as you put female voices to it, you can hear like you can hear it mm. in a female voice as well. Looking into some reviews about the script, I found that in 2005, David Rooney from Variety said, 
While its themes included bad parenting, damaged children, and the creation and protection of art in a restrictive climate, this claustrophobic horror show is concerned less with provocative reflection than with spinning a hypnotic yarn. In another review by Ben Brentley from the New York Times in 2005 said, The laughs elicitated by the pillow man are the kind that trail into gulps and gasps, appropriate to a show that concerns a man under suspicion of torturing and killing children with no mercy and lots of imagination. A review from British Theatre Guide, written by Philip Fisher in 2005, said, The pillow man is extremely funny and has hidden depths that will leave the amateur psychologist in the audience with much food for thought. And a review by Lola Macmillan in The Australian Stage during the Melbourne Theatre Company's 2007 season said, The pillow man shatters the somewhat conventional line between a dark subject and comic delivery. It questions the veracity of fairy tales and queries our capacity to be brutal and kind simultaneously. All this blended into a superlative theatrical adventure. To read any of these reviews in full, you can click on the links in the body of this podcast. Good Time Theatrics are presenting The Pillow Man by Martin McDonough at Pips Theatre, Milton, Brisbane, from the 18th to the 27th of August. Tickets are $40, with concession at $33, and group of 6 plus at $30 each. You can purchase tickets via the link found in this podcast, or on the blog on the Drama Merchant website. Please note, this show is for mature audiences, as it contains violence, strong course, and offensive language, ableism, anti-Semitism, adult themes, murder, suicide, police brutality, torture, child abuse, and loud noises. Please note, strobe lighting effects will be used during the show and patrons that may suffer from epilepsy and other visual light stimulation effects are advised to contact the front of house staff prior to entering the auditorium. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Is It My Cup of Tea? Click the links in this podcast if you would like to know more information about the show. Also, if you would like to receive email updates about the current work the Drama Merchant is producing, as well as listen to episodes of Is It My Cup of Tea before they are uploaded to the general public, click the link in the body of the podcast to subscribe. This episode was written, researched, produced and edited by Nathan Schultz. If you are producing a project and would like to be on this program, please contact Nathan on thedramamerchant at hotmail.com or via social media under The Drama Merchant. Remember, an adventure begins with a cup of tea. This is a Drama Merchant Audio production.